Little known fact, Recycled Minds Comedy was established in 2002 and it's evolved from a local improv comedy troupe into an internationally in-demand team. They've left audiences and stitches around the world performing at prestigious events like the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the world's largest performance arts festival, on cruise ships and at top-notch universities and even for Fortune 500 companies. Recycled Minds guarantees side-splitting interactive performances suitable for all ages. But here's the twist. Recycled Minds isn't just about making you laugh. They're here to help you build self-confidence, enhance communication, and boost teamwork through their top-notch improv classes and corporate training programs. So whether you're a corporate team seeking to level up or just searching for a night of uncontrollable laughter, because we need that, head over to RecycledMindsComedy.com because the world is in need of more humor and humanity. RecycledMindsComedy.com Have you ever wondered where your excitement in theater could actually take you? My next guest, Katie Eastman, has a passion for theater with over 15 years of experience in teaching, directing, and performing across stages from Kentucky to Idaho. And when she's not creating engaging experiences for kids at Rock Harbor Church, you'll find her performing on the Recycled Mind stage. She's a proud graduate in theater, secondary secondary education from Boise State University. Katie firmly believes in the transformative power of theater and storytelling to inform, encourage, and inspire all ages. Don't miss the chance to catch her in action during her upcoming improv comedy special with Dry Bar Unscripted. And this episode, it gets nutty. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Eastman. Katie! Hello! Thank you so much for being on the, the yeah. podcast with me. Thank you so much for having me. You're Sean, seriously, this is such an honor. And I just, I love you and I love everything you're doing with Recycled Minds. So it's just awesome to be a part of this process with you. Oh, it's, well, to be honest with you, the honor is mine. And uh, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. <clears throat> One of which is the comedy special that you just have with Drybar. Uh, yes. Before we dive into that, um, I'd love to, if you wouldn't mind sharing like the spark of what got you in, into where you're at right now mm. like where'd that come from yeah so you know because being you're you're that funny person you know who's like <laughs> yeah uh, well, you thank you. Thank you, you. you're welcome and thank you because you're often cast so those of you who may not know katie is often cast in a plethora of comedy shows that we do at recycled minds mm. simply because you're you do these characters that are brilliant <laughs> you're so attentive besides being like one of the kindest people i know mm-hmm. You you show up with this presence and power and uh, velocity. You know what I mean? Where your characters are just like they embody such energy and mm. and your 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 ability as an actor to just flip the switch to where you can go really grounded and mm. and feel real as you're watching an improv show and you're just like, dude, I see this person. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's wild. So oh if you wouldn't gosh. mind sharing a little bit of like where this flame came from. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, ever <clears throat> since I was little that I had this passion to perform. I mean, I can remember times when I was, you know, really little with my cousins and we're like, let's make up a play for our family and I 
said like a weird line and a weird accent and you know the whole living room erupted and I remember from that moment I'm like I want to do this mm. I have I love seeing people laugh and engaging people in a story and so that was something that I continued to do finding avenues that I could perform um, whether it's in plays or musicals or in weird skits I would do in whatever club I was at and so growing up I pursued you know anything I could do to get on stage um, went to college and decided okay this is what I want to do. I want to pursue acting. I want to go into this. And then I got to Boise State and um, was a theater major and realized the the power of uh, storytelling and being a part of uh, theater. But also, I loved teaching and I loved working with kids. And so I thought the best marriage is having education with theater. And so continue to pursue that. And then when I got to the end of... Um, a student teaching, I went, oh, I want to be able to teach more than just one area. And so went into community theaters and worked with the Shakespeare Festival and, and, and got to really experience all different ages and got to do acting and experience what it's like to tell stories. But that comedy side has always been there. You know, yeah. I, um, that's always where I've gravitated to because I've seen the power that humor has for people because they can connect to um, laughing at mm -hmm. themselves, but also laughing at um a situation that can be hard to talk about mm -hmm. and and when you engage people in laughter and then you can share your message it makes an impact and yeah. so that's always something that I've really loved about comedy mm -hmm. and the physical comedy has always been my favorite too so <clears throat> and it shows like your, <laughs> your physical comedy is some of my favorites <clears throat> I love it there's um there there's something about your skill making a way for you, mm -hmm. right? And I was just thinking about purpose when it, when it came to talking with you. Yeah. And there was a moment where I was kind of interviewing people mm -hmm. of like who to take to film these comedy specials in Utah. Mm -hmm. And you were at the top of this very short list and hearing kind of just where, where you were in your work life balance mm -hmm. you were about to take on like an assistant and there was a, kind right. of a lot orbiting in your world right to where i i was like you know maybe now isn't the time right now with mm -hmm. katie because mm -hmm. she seems like she's she's got a lot of other cool projects she's yeah. doing so we start rehearsed rehearsing yeah and you were not part of the rehearsals just yet yeah you were preliminary like hey katie if we do this thing are you available uh-huh and um I kept hearing this voice mm. that was like, Katie Eastman is not here. Mm -hmm. You're missing someone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I think there's something about when you are purposed or designed to do something and you're in the sphere of influence or you're around people, your, your skill makes way for you. Your mm -hmm. gifting makes room for you. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we had like one other rehearsal and it was so loud. I had to like leave the room oh and goodness. contact you and be like, hey, Katie, oh, that was I know so this cool. is super short notice. Yeah. By any chance, are you available to do this? This And I called our artistic director. I was like, I think we have to have Katie Eastman on the show. I remember that call because I know we had talked about that. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you said, I was in the season of like, I don't know, like yeah. if, you know, 
if I'm going to be able to commit to that, you know, with, you know, the job that I'm doing on Sundays, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, working. And so it was one of those situations where I'm like, and I also, to be honest with you, I'm like improv had been, I mean, yes, theater had been in my history. That had been always something I've done. And I've worked with improv in ways, but improv is newer, like to doing full like kind of the long form we mm-hmm. were doing. And so it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if, I mean, if I'm enough for this. Mm-hmm. And I remember having that conversation with myself of like, this is this is scary and mm-hmm. it's, it's a risk. But then it was incredible because when you were feeling that same call, the minute that you called me, I'm like, I can't say no to this. I have to figure this out because this is an opportunity of a lifetime and I don't want to miss out because of fear. I don't want to miss out because I am nervous about failing. And that was something that really struck with me of like, if I'm going to fail, let's fail big. (laughs) That was something one of my professors always told me. He's like, if you're going to fail, fail big. And so that is... um, something that I remembered and just stepping into this when you having that that open-handedness of like allowing me to jump in it was a wild ride but incredible like one of those moments where I'm like this is something that is going to impact me not just the experience of going to and getting this cool opportunity but the whole like mentality Mm. of jumping in and saying yes when you're scared or jumping in and saying yes when you don't know the the end of the line you know so that was an incredible opportunity so thank you for giving that and for being sensitive to that too you're so welcome imagine if you didn't right Right. i mean the show itself would have suffered we would just wouldn't have known it because you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but I, I, I want our listeners to, to hear this because I think a lot of us listening to this right now are in this place where we're unsure of doing something yes. that's going to take some risk to do. Yes. And to your professor's point of like swinging for the fences. Right. Go big or go home. Right. And Babe Ruth is not known for how many times he struck out. He's known for his home runs, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you just got to step up to the plate and point to where you want the ball and just swing for the fences, go for out of the park. And I think that's a great attitude to have. I mean, imagine you are talking to yourself Mm -hmm. and you're going back and forth, oh, should I? Mm -hmm. That kind of a thing. Like, what would you tell yourself? What would your pep talk be (laughs) for yourself? I, I think exactly what you said of like, think of it at the end of the line if you didn't do it or you know honestly like what what is the worst that can happen Mm. that is also another phrase that I've been using of like so what is the worst that could happen okay play that out if that's the worst thing that can happen is that worth it is that worth not taking this chance is that worth not stepping out in faith or you know taking that risk that could in turn open so many doors or so many different pathways that could lead to a bigger thing that god has in store you know that that your path is and so um that was you know something i was listening to someone said this idea of like people who are successful they move forward but they don't 
wait until they have everything perfect until they have they've built up the skill or whatever to move to that place like yes that there's there's um benefit in that but it's also moving forward messy Mm -hmm. that's been kind of a phrase of like just going forward because that forward movement can take you to new heights totally totally yeah it gives you momentum and just allows you to keep on keep on trucking and failing forward (laughs) 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 i love that Mm -hmm. so how would you say um you find motivation in difficult times Mm -hmm. when times get tough as as life happens right life goes off straight things hit us hard um is there a story or some, something you could speak to of like what are those areas where you can share some motivation in a difficult time mm. yeah i think um there's just man there's so many times in life where things don't go the way you think they're supposed to go or they surprise you mm-hmm. and um the the grounding part is for me is faith is my faith and knowing that this is not the end of my story and that there is um, so much more than just me. And I think that internal perspective, it can cloud when you're always thinking about yourself, that can kind of cloud your judgment. But when you realize like, oh man, there's so much more outside that you can you can make an impact with and mm-hmm. how you engage with people and how when you walk through those hard times, how you respond to that can make such an impact not only to like the immediate people around you, but it can have a a, a wave, you know, like a ripple effect. Yeah. And so, you know, there there has been a lot of times in my life where, you know, a, a couple years ago, my father-in-law um, experienced a stroke. And it severely um, impacted his ability to speak. And he was a world-renowned speaker. Like, he would go around and speak to companies all over the world. And it it really shocked, of course, not only, you know, the people who worked with him, but our family and, and the dynamic. And I just remember walking through that process realizing like it doesn't always make sense why these things happen you know like why this is the specific thing that got taken away but i've also seen how you know god had used that in Mm. to make an impact to bring us together to bring to watch him work through this and to see how he continues to be an incredible make an incredible impact with just his personality with mm-hmm. without even words but his care for people mm-hmm. i see how he's not turned it in internalize it on him but he's been able to like when you come in contact with him you know that he's listening to what you're saying he it can be a look it can be a touch it can be just like being present with you and that has been something so powerful to watch him do in spite of everything he's had to walk through mm-hmm. and um i think that that's one of those things that I would hope to live my life like mm-hmm. to be able to, despite the things I'm walking through, I can still um, look out. Yeah, it seems that life doesn't happen to us; it happens for us. But that's yeah. just a that's a d- mental decision that you yeah. have to make of seeing like what what is the why, what is the bright side here, right? Like. Um, like things happen 
you know sometimes things happen on purpose by bad people you know right there's there's you know, even what man does for evil, God makes for good because mm. he's the greatest improviser of all time, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, those moments that we, we find ourselves in where we're like, why, God, is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not the right question to ask the why. It's mm-hmm. more like, what are you going to do mm-hmm. in, this, in this thick of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes when you're... <laughs> there, there's that saying of like, when you're... When you're in hell, don't stop. Keep going. Right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Just keep, just keep going. Right. Because it's got to get better because all things work f- for good in the end. So if it's not good, it's not the end. It's not the end. And you know what? He doesn't waste any of it. Like, that's something that I mm. have felt so deeply. Like, no matter what we're walking through, like, he doesn't waste any of that heartache because he can use that to glorify him in different ways. He can use that to help you connect to people that you wouldn't have connected with because you're walking through people. Like, we met so many different people through the process of my, you know, father-in-law's stroke that we would have never met. Mm-hmm. You know, people in the medical field that were so encouraged by his story and, you know, you know, or just other things I've walked through in my life to be able to that connection mm-hmm. and and express like, man, I know how you feel mm-hmm. because I've walked it, you know, walked through that same thing. And so it it's incredible to see how, you know, God doesn't waste any of that. No. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. So I, I was going to ask you a question about like role uh, that failures play in our life, and I feel like you kind of touched on yeah. on a lot of that. They, um, uh, I listen to like Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and those guys, yeah. And it's this idea of like sometimes your your worst days are your setups for your best days, mm. right? Um, and in part because of this redemption quality mm-hmm. that the creator has on each of our lives where I just remember like in my own life, like mm-hmm. some of the, the worst, most difficult, biggest struggles mm-hmm. were as if like where I felt like I was flat on my back, mm-hmm. just on the ground. Um, and all I could do was look up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's, there is no waste in that. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who are listening and you're like struggle festing, mm-hmm. it's just it's just been tough. Uh, one, you're not the only one. And I, whenever you look at like incredible stories of people who've like r- risen up, you know, whether it's Michael Jordan who didn't even get picked on his his high school, yeah, high basketball, school basketball team, um, something happens in that process. It's like this this worm that. slithers away and creates this cocoon Mm -hmm. some magic happens Mm -hmm. in these this this closedness when you're Mm -hmm. alone and you have to get through right i've heard that like when a when a butterfly is going through the chrysalis Mm -hmm. is if you stop and try to help it to open it it actually won't get the strengths it needs for the power in the wings Mm. so it's like you you've got to get through you got to work it out and you've got to get through the difficult stuff so that you can actually fly on the other side oh that's such a good point yeah yeah i love that and i think there's so many times where yeah you don't like you've said you either 
there's no win or lose. It's either you win or you learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? And that has been something ringing in my head of like, okay, when whenever it is, it's like, stop, you're in a struggle. What are you learning? Yeah. What What is the thing that you didn't know yesterday that you now know right. today? Right. And it it does, it prepares you for that next step. I can look back in my life and see, whoa, this season where I was like, what am I doing? What is this purpose of like why I'm sitting in this job that I don't want to be in or facing this really difficult relationship that I didn't think I would have to struggle through? It just, you can look back on your life and and see, oh, that's what I was being taught. Mm -hmm. He was strengthening strengthening me so that I was ready for this next chapter. Or, oh, that relation taught me what I don't want. And Mm -hmm. now I'm looking for people who have this quality and my relationships are stronger and deeper. Like there have been so many times like when we're facing hard stuff um, to stop and remember what has happened in the past because mm-hmm. we've overcome so much and and we'll continue to yeah. you know yeah so absolutely i i recently had a conversation with one of our director uh producers rather and they were really bummed about this show mm-hmm. like they just in their mind it didn't turn out the way that they thought it would and i had a conversation with someone afterwards and they're like that show was fantastic but sometimes we get in our heads mm. that we think that things are just not as good as maybe they are. You just right. were blinded by our own feelings at times. Mm-hmm. And this director, the producer, excuse me, had told me right after the show, man, sometimes you win some or you lose some. And I mm. you know, I said, you know, or you don't lose, you win or you learn. Yeah. And uh, he says to me, he's like, yeah, well, I, I feel like I've been learning a lot by banging my head against the wall. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, that's that's true. And that does happen. That does like, happen. Like, there's the reality that, like, just because we win or we learn, it doesn't mean that that process is fun. No. <laughs> or that, no. like, it doesn't, you don't have days where you're like, um, I could, I would like to win a little bit right. more. Right. Right. It, and sometimes there's these this, like, sidestep that we have to do. Mm. Like, I think about... I've had some weird doors open up for me in the mm-hmm. the comedy world yeah. where I, I didn't have to do like stand-up, grinding in the stand-up world for 10 years in order to get a featured spot or something like this. Yeah. Um, you can do some sidestepping. If you have the momentum, you miss the wall and you can go through the door. Mm. But you just have to kind of, there's times where you just got to navigate through that and find where's my open door? Right. Where's the opening for me? Go through the door. That was one of the greatest words of advice I got from a mentor yeah. of, of mine was go through the doors that are open to you. Just jiggle those handles. Jiggle the handle, baby. <laughs> jiggle the handle. Find which Find. door is a little bit open. <laughs> Knock and the door should be open <laughs> to you. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, when, and I knew you were coming on today. And yeah. I, I woke up. Do you ever get this? I get this sometimes where... I wake up in the morning and I get a rush of ideas and mm-hmm. I have to write it down. Uh-huh. That brain hap- dump? Yes. That's what yeah. I do. I do brain dumps Okay, sometimes. so yeah. that, that happened to me this morning. Um, and the idea of our conversation today mm-hmm. was what are we purposed for? Mm. And, and you being brought on that comedy special. I'm so, mm. I'm so glad. Um, we improvise when things don't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. 
which means we have to first have one. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, otherwise, we're just going to and fro, blown by the wind mm. of chance and possibility. Mm. And this verse popped into my head. It's from Ephesians 4.14. So we may not, no longer be children or s- small-minded thinking, um, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried away by every wind of doctrine, mm-hmm. by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes I, and I was just thinking about like our GPS I never my GPS never tells me to reroute my course when I don't put in my destination <laughs> does that make sense right so as an improviser mm-hmm. we often step on up onto the stage yeah and we don't know what we're going to do right but we have learned some tools along the way. Mm-hmm. We know our end goal is that our audience, we want to leave them with a lot of laughter mm-hmm. and a lot of joy. Yeah. And uh, and we have a set list of like, these are the games we're going to play, mm-hmm. right? Right. But there's a lot of in-between interaction with the audience that makes that live, that freshness come yes. alive, you know? So um, I'm just curious where, when it comes to plotting our course mm-hmm. or grabbing our GPS out and putting in our destination. Where do you feel like, and I, I didn't email you, or like, be like, hey, check <laughs> it's out off this the cuff. This is off the cuff, Yeah, baby. it is. It's off the cuff. And I, what, one of the reasons I love the title of Off the Cuff mm-hmm. is because it seems like those moments in life where we did not plan for it, mm-hmm. but we're here and we're present and you right. have to make a decision right here in this moment. It's those off-the-cuff situations that one, are either really funny yeah. or two, we make a decision that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a fan of the 49ers. Don't judge me. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy, our no quarterback, <laughs> is often... He's, <laughs> are you a Cowboys fan? <laughs> Anyways, Green Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Midwest. Okay. <laughs> I know Wisconsin. nothing else. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> uh, so he's known for his decisiveness. Okay. Like they're like, I'm really impressed that this mm. rookie quarterback can look, not open, look, not open, boom, there's my guy, and just throw it, it very mm-hmm. quickly. A lot of times, I notice that we, when we get indecisive, we talk ourselves out of stuff. Totally. So to set ourselves up for the game plan, this mm-hmm. is what I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I've got options. Mm-hmm. I can go this, I can throw to this guy, I can throw that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Or to back to the GPS. I know I'm going here. Yeah. And there's many, there's different routes to get there, but yeah. you can't get there unless you reroute to where you want to go. Right. Talk about a moment in your life where a reroute or a destination was either clear or like a moment in time where you had to respond off the cuff mm. and it changed everything for you. Mm. I think in my life there's been a couple moments like that I've definitely had seasons where especially with like what I was going to do for work mm. you know what my path was going to be because you know from a, a young age I'm like I'm going to be an actress I'm going to I'm going to do the, th- the Broadway thing and those those things changed yeah. and, it, and it you know whether it was like just understanding like what do I really want? You know, like what is important to me in life? Is it, is it, um, you know, pursuing this? Is it 
still getting to do what I love, but also having like a more balanced like lifestyle mm-hmm. that I that I'm seeking. Whether it's like, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of different avenues, but I think for me, I'm trying to think of like a a big moment that happened. Um, and it's it sounds like little, but I think. I think about when we walked through the pandemic and there was... I've heard of it. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, um, you know, I work for a church and we provide children's programming each Sunday. And during that season, um, you know, we weren't meeting and we're mm-hmm. like, how do we do this? Like, yeah. how do we go from, you know, having this live interaction, engagement, connection every single Sunday to now going... Uh, okay, uh, here's a video, here we go. And so that was one of those moments where I felt like, okay, we can either go to like the pre-planned curriculum we had bought, send it out, let them see it each week, and just, you know, wish for the best in that sense, or we can get creative. And we can think outside the box of like, how can we provide you know, that connection, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that was the part that was really missing and um, that people were missing in general Mm -hmm. across the world. And so um, it took just some time to be like, okay, let's rework these, these uh, openers, uh, these like opening scenes. Let's, let's write some things. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in my home, like, you know, getting a tripod and trying to learn how to like film myself and then learning how to edit. And then I'm like, let's write some comedy sketches. Let's do some weird characters to, to make kids laugh. Like let's have, um, just like guest stars, like trying to figure out how to, to patch them in. And it was such a season of like, we're figuring this out together, mm-hmm. but the the product that came out, it wasn't perfect, right. but it was connected. Yeah. And it was ways for kids to see a familiar face of someone they used to see on a Sunday, be like, oh, they're here and mm-hmm. they're encouraging me. Yeah. And, you know, I had families after we were all back together, like say, you know, the reason that we came here is because we watched you guys online during the pandemic and just like seeing the impact that that had and that was like god working through me obviously but it was just cool to see how making that decision in that moment to be like okay can we are we just gonna send out the stuff that's already pre-packaged and ready to go or are we gonna take the chance take the time take the energy to go down this different path and to see what came out of it was really incredible and that's probably where you can have like how you said earlier where I'm like what's the worst that can happen right right what's the best that could happen right what's the worst and now looking back it's like the seeds that you planted and the the ground that you tilled now rock harbor mm-hmm. where where you work at is an incredibly flourishing church that is yeah. now doing five services <laughs> yes. crazy yeah god's um, on the move for sure my son is part of as you know is part of your uh, your youth program and it's cool him seeing like a, a cross or something. He, he's always like, Dad, like there's a, in Boise over the mm-hmm. city, there's a, this cross. And he's like, Dad, is that the cross <laughs> that God was on? Oh. You, you know, just the mind is. of a four-year-old child. Yes. And one of, the the best. Th- one of the things I've been most frustrated at with my son 
is that um, he doesn't like to, pr- or he, he hasn't liked to pray, yeah. like over mealtime. And I've been trying not to get frustrated with him because I don't want to make it a religious experience and, and have him not like to pray. Absolutely. And so I was yeah. having a conversation in prayer about it. I was like, what is up with this? Yeah. And I felt like God was like, let him see you with your Bible open at the table. Let him see you praying kind of right, deal. I was right. like, okay, yeah. So just this last week, I spoke in a men's retreat mm-hmm. and there's this little boy uh, who's a friend of mine's son. Uh, his name's Nash. And um, Nash used to hate to pray too. Mm. But he doesn't anymore because mm. something happened to where now it's exciting for him. Mm. And so Nash is about 10 years old now and I'm, I'm about to speak to these this men up at Warm Lake and Nash raises his hand. He's like, hey, Sean, before you begin your talk, would it be cool if I pray for everybody? Aww. And I was like, yeah, sure. And there was another kid, and my son like loves this kid Nash. He looks up to him. Yeah, yeah. So there's this other kid who's like, you're going to pray? And Nash was like, yeah, dude, I love to pray. Who doesn't <laughs> love to pray? <laughs> you know you know when kids are like, what's your favorite superhero? And you're like, Spider-Man. They're like, yeah, yeah, me too. Totally, like, totally. Who doesn't love to pray? And the kid's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? And so because of Nash's boldness and influence was one of the things I was speaking on, but because of his boldness, the other kid raised Mm -hmm. his hand the next time I had a talk. And he's like, hey, can I pray? And then my son, Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. had not liked to pray, was like, hey, dad, he's four years old at a men's retreat, the youngest guy there. Hey, dad, can I pray? Mm -hmm. And so he's praying these little, you know. Yeah. And now we're on a drive or we're at meal and he's like, hey, can I pray? It's just wild. It it just takes like one person, right? It takes one person to like, whether it's someone they look up to or or one moment and it can just flip like that. Mm -hmm. And, And it can be something as silly as like doing a funny character to get them to listen to like, wait, what? What did they say? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Or, oh, what does that mean? Oh, oh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Or it could be seeing someone else do the thing that they haven't done before. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's a really cool story. It's, it's cool to hear. It's wild. Well, and a big thank you to you because he's learning a lot mm-hmm. in, you know, on Sunday mornings. Well, that's a lot of people. <laughs> it takes a lot of people to make yeah. that happen. So it's um, incredible. One thing I want to like in in recycled minds, like we mm-hmm. we teach people these improv principles, yeah. right? And and there's not a lot of like religiosity at, at all to what we do. Yeah. We do, however, right before a show, we have a tradition of just saying a prayer. Mm-hmm. And there's something that happens that I love that brings people together. Some people who like n- prayer is not their part of right. their life, right? right. Uh, and some people maybe it's been a while or. Or some people like your, yourself and mine, like mm-hmm. prayer is an active part of how we go through life. Right. And um, I think I just want to encourage our audience, especially now. I like as there's you're listening to this right now, mm-hmm. and you might be going through a time of difficulty, mm-hmm. and a time where you have a family member, or you you have a close friend, and maybe the relationship isn't great. I just want to encourage you that prayers are communication with God mm-hmm. and there's something there's an unlock and it's something powerful and it's something good mm-hmm. and you might be listening to this and prayer is your thing I want to encourage you to influence other people because mm-hmm. you never know who is out there whether it's a, a four-year-old child like like mine mm-hmm. or someone else who's looking up at you mm-hmm. you know it's like that story of Charles Barkley where he's like I'm not a role model well he was a role model the minute he stepped on on the basketball court right mm-hmm. so 
whether we know it or not, we are a role model. Mm -hmm. So here's to us being active participants and impacting our culture, the people around us, um, and doing things on purpose. And much like, like Katie, you have these skills and abilities to make people laugh, to add physicality, and to bring joy and laughter in incredible ways. And your heart exudes, <laughs> you know, all from the stage out into your audience. It's funny. And, um, and I want to encourage people like to go watch your dry bar unscripted comedy special. Yeah. Uh, the, as this is being filmed, recorded right now, you're featured on Matt Michalowski's comedy special, mm-hmm. but we'll leave some, some clips and some things where people can get a sense and a taste of your comedy so that <laughs> they can see more of what you do so they can welcome you into their, into their house, into their home so that they can have more joy and more laughter Um, yeah but before we go is there anything you'd like to say to our audience I would just say like yeah it's incredible to see how you know what you were just saying like we can make such an impact and we don't even know the impact that we're making. And so just wanting to encourage you guys to, even if you're walking through a tough time, even if you feel like you're failing <laughs> big time. Fail forward. Fail forward. <laughs> fail forward. And, and, and know that like you have exactly what you need already inside of you. And so um, I think it's just something really important to know during this time. It, there's a lot going on in this world. There's a lot... Um, that can get us down. One thing I want to say. Yeah. Um, you may not have what you need inside of you, and you may need it. And the yeah, thing that I'm talking, the person I'm talking about is Jesus. Yeah. Like for me, that's what it was for me. I got wrecked, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was rock bottom. And I remember crying out to God mm-hmm. and being like, mm-hmm. "I'm missing something." Yeah. Yeah. And that something is in the form. I, I mean, I never, I usually don't do this on a podcast, but yeah. my point is like, I feel like some people need to hear it. And I think That's I'm moved true. Yeah. for like all the things that are going on in our world right now. Um, my heart breaks for mm-hmm. just stuff that's going on, whether, you know, whether it's at home or whether it's in Israel. And um, you need to know that there is a, there is love out yeah. there for you. Yeah. And, and there's, there's other things that are going to entertain you. They're going to distract you, mm-hmm. and they're going to make you feel like it's the way. It's not. Mm-hmm. There is one way, truth, and life, and that is Jesus. And if you've been kicking this down the road and you've been toying with the idea, stop toying with it and hit your knees and start seeking it out because mm-hmm. time is short. Mm-hmm. Life is precious. Yeah. So start getting real and start asking those right questions and hit your knees and see what happens because I promise you, if you want growth in your life, you got to start down low. You got to start humbly on the ground and see what depths you can go to because the tallest of trees have the best of roots. Yeah. Yeah. No, preach it. No, it's so true because there is so, you are so right. There are so many things in this life that distract us, that can pull us that say that this is who we are, this is what we are, but we are created in the image of God and we are his and being able to, when you understand that freedom and the gift that he's given Mm -hmm. with him sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, that will change your life forever. It's it's what makes us look outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's what 
causes us like you know when I did say you have what you need it's like no like the Holy Spirit inside of you will give you what you need Mm -hmm. and we are like what a beautiful life it is to not have to walk through this life alone so it's true true. well hey you heard it from two improv comedians who had no idea they're going to do a little (laughs) fiction up on off the cuff but that's the episode it's Mm -hmm. off the cuff and when life throws you curveballs and when you find yourself not knowing what to do I just want to Katie and I want to remind you that you're here on purpose Mm -hmm. for a purpose and you might be seeking that out and I just want to encourage you to find your place in the kingdom and the best way to find that is on your knees and surrender it's weird but it's an upside down kingdom because in surrender you get everything Mm -hmm. so here's to us being people who surrender well so that we can get uh, get the crown, so to speak. <laughs> so, anyways, is there anything else you want to say? I think that might have to be the time that we have. Yeah. You guys, I want to thank you for joining us. And Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I had no idea it was going to take this turn, but here's for us hitting it out of the park. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amen. Andy, you guys. We'll see you next time on Off the Cuff. Yeah.